0: Welcome to A Seat at the Table, the Healthy Hartford Hub podcast. This episode features an interview with Martha Page, former executive director of Hartford Food Systems. The interview was conducted by Devin Tung and was written, edited, and produced by Eli Penelis, Katie Good, and Jenna Larson. Hello, and welcome to Rhetoric 125's podcast with Jenna, Eli, and Katie. We've partnered up with the Healthy Hartford Hub to spread awareness about their mission to build a grocery store in the north end of Hartford. In this podcast, you will learn about food insecurity and the importance of policy work with Martha Page, former executive director of Hartford Food System. Martha, would you mind starting us off by telling us about your work with Hartford Food System?
1: The organization is going to be 44 years old in August. So it's been around for a long time. Um, I was just the third executive director, though, in all that time period. The first, the the founding executive director was there for about 26 years. Um, And then we had another guy in there for five years or so, and then it was me. But I've been, I was associated with the organization as a board member. If we'd had term limits, I would have termed out. (laughs) (laughs) For a long time, we did not. Um, So I have been involved in the organization in one capacity or another for more than two decades, actually well more than two decades. And so I've seen it evolve, but but I've also seen some of the things that have stayed consistent.
0: Martha knows from her many years of experience how impactful it can be for a person or family to face struggles with food insecurity. She has given us a few definitions to help us better understand food insecurity and the problems that come along with it. While she is not currently one of the people struggling with this issue, she knows from her many years of work how complicated it can be.
1: Um, well, it doesn't necessarily need to mean something specifically to me. There's very definite, like, definitions around this. Uh, the yeah. government for, you know, forever has <clears throat> defined food security And what, you know, and, and what it means very basically is that at all times you have access to enough of the food that you want to eat to live a happy, healthy life. And there are, you know, you can put lots more words around that. The, you know, when, when the government, the government tends to think about this from a perspective of lack. So you have varying levels of food insecurity rather than levels of food security. Food security means that you're not, that you, you know pretty much at any time that you have and where your next meal is coming from. And for a lot of folks here in, you know, in the one of the richest states in the country, that's just not true.
0: Though we now have the baseline definition of foods insecurity, we also want to further explore the nuances of the whole issue, which is why Martha brings up access.
1: Access is a, um, is a multifactorial thing that, you know, access means you might, you know, there needs to be a place where you can get it. But even if there's a place where you can get it, you need to be able to afford it. And even if even if those two things are there, you need to have time to do this. You need to have transportation. To get yeah. there you know those kinds of things so access is has multiple things going on and um time is a huge factor money is a huge factor and i i mentioned before kind of like at all times of the month access is different depending on whether you're talking about the first week of the month or the few days after payday versus the last week of the month or yeah. Kind of like the last days before your next paycheck.
0: Martha goes on to explain how different food insecurity actually is from hunger. It is important to the mission of this podcast, as well as the Healthy Hartford Hub, to recognize the people behind food insecurity and some of the misconceptions around the issue.
1: One of the biggest misconceptions is that food insecurity means hunger. It doesn't. And it actually is much more insidious than hunger. You can actually see hunger. You know, people show up at a food pantry because they don't have groceries at home, you know, mm-hmm. although that can get very complicated too. This has become so much a part of the environment that food pantry shopping becomes kind of like another way to get groceries, you know, in your normal thing. And, you know, I've I've always thought it would be a fascinating research topic mm-hmm to to look at the feast famine cycle that happens in a lot of households where if you have food budget at the beginning of the month but by the fourth week of the month your cupboards are bare it's kind of like what does that do to you from a health perspective when you can eat normally but not all the time yeah and it's kind of like you know your body doesn't like that so it's kind of like so i think that there is you know, misconceptions is like that people know who the hungry people are, know who the food insecure people are. You, there are a lot more of them than you think, and you know them. You, you know people who are food insecure. Um, yeah. And that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're hungry. It just means that you do not get to consistently determine how much food you have and the kind of food you have.
0: Considering Martha's position within the Hartford food system, it is not surprising that she emphasizes the importance of policy change and how vital it is to the cause.
1: It has always managed to create and keep this balance between doing actual program stuff like cool stuff, like farmers markets and mobile markets and youth work and that type of thing, But never losing sight that the way to make fundamental change in any system, but in the food system um, we're talking about here, is through policy work. And so the organization has always been involved very locally with um, food policy in Hartford. We run the city's Food Policy Commission. we're deeply involved at the state level. Part of the work that is ongoing right now with the organization is uh, being fiscal sponsor for a statewide alliance that is focused on building a state food plan. Um, And then regionally at the moment we're we are connected, deeply connected with other state food system planners in New England to try to create, understand the landscape, and create a plan for how do we feed, how do we provide more of the food that New England needs here in the region. Programs are cool and programs are needed, but the way you do long-term change is through policy. How much time and effort does the city, at the city level, want to spend on promoting a program like Summer Meals? Okay. And it can go all the way up to like pushing the state to request a waiver to allow people who have SNAP benefits, food stamps, mm-hmm. to shop online.
0: Through Martha's passionate explanation of the importance of policy change, we can begin to look at this issue more broadly. We know that this problem affects so many, and it does not start or end in Hartford alone.
1: At the regional level, even bigger than that, is what is our policy? What what type of policy levers do we want to um, to exercise in order to increase the amount of food grown here that actually stays here? Um, an example of this, which is one of my favorite examples, it's, you know, Rhode Island has a lot of coastline and they do a lot of, they have a lot of fishing, a lot of, yeah. lot of fishing. They catch a lot of fish the vast majority of which does not stay anywhere for any Rhode Island residents. It goes someplace else. Sometimes it goes to another country to be processed, to be re-imported by people who eat it in Rhode Island. You know, so the idea of a policy that would encourage production in Connecticut to stay in Connecticut, or at least to stay in the region, Mm -hmm. is kind of like you know and 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 there's all sorts of things that accrue from that you know not only might it have an impact on improved food security for the region but it would certainly have an impact on increased revenue from food related businesses which Mm -hmm. also you know the biggest issue around food insecurity is not being able to afford to put food on the table when you want to Mm -hmm. more jobs more work in the food system. I mean, it's just all, you know, it's all. Yes.
0: Martha encourages people to look at Hartford and West Hartford, two places right next to each other that could not be more different. I,
1: I think, <coughs> you know, it really is interesting, you know, and you look at a place like Hartford and you look at a place like West Hartford. Okay, just two communities side by side. And look yeah. at the number of full service grocery stores that are in West Hartford and the number of full-service grocery stores that are in Hartford. Okay, literally right next door. Um, Like West Hartford has like eight. Full-service grocery stores in Hartford is one. Okay, so part of it is kind of like, well, why why does a grocery store operator think that it is a full-service grocery store operator think that it's so hard to do business in Hartford That you're not going
0: to locate there. People like Martha Page are vital to this cause because they help us understand practical solutions towards food insecurity. She has seen firsthand those who are impacted by this issue and the areas where reform is most vital. We hope that this episode encourages you to get involved and learn more about food insecurity in your community. If you want to get involved with the Healthy Hartford Hub, please feel free to get in contact through healthyhartfordhub at gmail.com.